The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I just wanted to follow up on the Equip Expo. I do have, well, as you have heard, um, I believe already you heard the Influencer Live podcast live uh, at the Equip Expo. So I had uh, Alex Kirby as a guest uh, for that episode. So that was an awesome time, tremendous event. I'll get into that in, in, in a second. Um, and I have a, a couple guests lined up after this. So this is truly an in-between guest episode, how I envisioned it, you know, um, you know, over a year ago or whatever. But a lot more in-between guest episodes that I normally have had uh, just because, as probably all of you know, uh, with, with your own businesses and just me talking about it, you know, it's, it's, it's been a challenging year, really, like, you know, a challenging 365 days, right? Like two summers ago was extremely stressful for me as well as many of you potentially dealing with the labor issues where just the bottom fell out completely. You know, it's already been, it's always been a challenging time for uh, or a challenging business industry for, for finding, you know, good, good labors, good help, good uh, team members to grow a team and, and, and build your business. Cause at the end of the day, you need people to, to get the work done. I mean, you can have a lot of machines, but you still need some people to run the machines. And if you can't find anybody, it's just been rough. So depending on whatever size you are, if you're looking for crew leaders, trying to get multiple crews or just trying to build up one crew or just trying to get one part-time person to help you get everything done in the week, whatever it is, if you're trying to find anyone, it has definitely been extremely difficult compared to normally, like prior to COVID. So that all these just one, one, one of many adverse effects or after effects, impacts of COVID, just people not wanting to work, not valuing you know, working hard to get, to get, to earn a living for one reason or another. I mean, I, you know, and I know there's been a lot of just a, a quick slide, side rabbit hole there here. Um, I know there's been a lot of silver linings, I guess, to it because from a, a employee standpoint, we've all, all of us business owners have had to be creative, come up with more benefits, more incentives, more rewards, uh, raising our pay rates, which then in turn makes us hopefully, you know, those hopefully we did this. Otherwise, we're cutting into our profits and, and, and uh, harming our health of our business. But hopefully we raised, increased our prices as well on all of our services and all that. I mean, there's inflation with gas and all kinds of expenses going up. So we should be raising our prices to compensate for that. And in addition to trying to find good people, uh, to, to build our team, we have to raise our pay rates and things like that. So all that, you know, should have been happening all, all along. So, but for the, for those that, that just didn't think about it or didn't know, or were just trying to be maybe potentially stingy or cheap or thinking they can cut corners, this kind of really 
you know, put a hard stop on all that and force people, you know, kind of survival of the fittest, really force people that really wanted to stay in business and were in it to win it, like such as myself. Um, and probably, hopefully, I'm assuming many of you or all of you listening, you had to figure out a way. You had to get creative. You had to raise your prices. You had to raise your pay rate. You had to come up with different incentives like, you know, getting work shoes for your for your for your guys and girls you know get, uh, getting maybe work pants you know like a specific work pant that maybe you as a business owner had figured have figured all this out already like hey I always buy Cujo yardware or I always buy you know blank you know whatever you know whatever other brands uh, are, are out there that you found maybe are, are, are the best fit for you, you know, uh, literally, right. And, you know, maybe you have a certain type of pants, maybe it's Kudrow Yardware pants that just came out. Maybe it's, and you know, they're not sponsoring this episode. I'm just all about, you know, being honest and, and supporting and, and sharing my thoughts and opinions, but you know, or maybe it's just some, you know, a particular pair of Dickies pants or something you could just get at Walmart or you can order them in bulk through Amazon or whatever, you know, like a certain type of work gloves, you know, hopefully you have a uniform shirt of some sort that you provide to your, to your team, you know, maybe even a work hat like I do, whatever. Um, but you, hopefully you've developed those kind of things o- over time and you now maybe want to just provide those for free for your, your crew so that they can feel valued. Like, Oh, I don't have to worry about going through my own shoes or, um, you know, spending a hundred plus bucks on a pair of good work shoes or whatever, and, you know, going through pants constantly or whatever the deal is, you know, providing those things, uh, is, is not only helpful and convenient, but also, you know, may, may provide, help people feel valued. So whatever, you know, whatever it is that you, that we had to do to get through this, hopefully you are getting through it such as myself. Um, I've done many of the different things that I've mentioned just, just, you know, a, a minute or two ago, uh, to try and do that. So, but it has been extremely stressful and hard, uh, challenging to get through all, all of that. And it meant that I had to do a lot of work, a lot of physical work on so many different levels on my business that I was trying to move on to other things, move on to bigger and better things from that. Like I was trying to get out of one truck and into another truck and do more selling and more customer service and more behind the scenes things and working more on my business instead of in it all the time. But I was forced to be back in my business 24 seven, literally it's sometimes just to keep the wheels from falling off uh, because I just couldn't, ha- I just couldn't find and keep good people to have a strong team. So, you know, we're on the come up from that now we're rebuilding from that. Uh, but I said all that, you know, like this last summer was a lot better than the previous summer. Um, so we're, we're, things are, things, things are on a come up, but I just said all that to say that still trying to create content, still trying to, um, share with you guys and learn from you guys and, and hopefully maybe, uh, add some value for you guys that are going through different things as well. And it's been harder for me with dealing with all the things I just said to, to be able to, get a lot of guests in on the podcast and make a bunch of YouTube videos and all that. I've just been really trying to just stick to the things that I'm still passionate about, um, but that, that are, are, are easier to fit into my schedule, you know, like sitting here in the studio and re- recording my thoughts on an IBG episode like I'm doing today. And like I've done many times over the last, you know, six, seven months or whatever. Um, and, you know, throwing up stuff on Instagram has been a lot of fun and a lot quicker and, and more efficient than, you know, recording a bunch of things, a bunch of clips, uh, for a YouTube video and sitting down and editing it the way that I want to edit and make it really good the way I want it to be to put it to upload for you guys to watch instead of just throwing up just random stuff just to throw it up. So, 
the YouTube videos are few and far between for that, for that reason and so on. So I've just been doing whatever I can to still participate in the community and provide content and do what I enjoy, which is create content. Um, I'm passionate about that, always have and always will be. And so that's <laughs> short story long there, just going down, you know, I know I'll probably have a lot of new people listening to these recent episodes. Um, even if you were um, longtime listeners, you may have been busy as well. And and now you're kind of getting caught up as the season's starting to wind down. And if you were at the Equip Expo, you know, there's a lot of fresh new content coming out of there. Maybe you're even on that content. So you're just anxious to to hear it, right? And listen to it. So that's, that's, uh, that, that's, um, why I'm just kind of going into this is probably going into that little backstory, that little rabbit hole because of all the new ears and eyeballs on the content that I'll be putting out in the next couple of weeks and, and, and going forward. So anyway, this is truly an IBG episode is the, is the moral to that story where, you know, guest before this episode and guests after this episode. So, um, so anyway, I really just wanted to recap the equip expo. I don't really plan on going too in depth or anything. Just just wanted to say first and foremost, thank you to everyone that showed up to Influencer Live and Energize, even though that wasn't my event or I didn't have any um uh any 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 um I didn't do any work or anything on on that event. Um, you know, that was all Brian Fullerton and and the crew involved with that and obviously Equip Expo putting that together and they did a phenomenal job. Um I'm I'm sure, you know, like um, I helped influence attendance, you know, to that event. You know, I tried to share it as much as I could to get people to go there. And, you know, we talked about it whenever we could and things like that. So, um, but yeah, but that was not my event or anything. Uh, it, it was probably inspired in part by previous events like Influencer Live. You know, they were, we were able to use the same room and the same setup and things like that. So kind of Influencer Live helped pave the way for other great events like Energize. And I'm sure there's more to come. I know Equip Expo has been talking about like how amazing we did to pack these rooms in and, and give great knowledge on both of those events uh, on Thursday. And those of you that attended will probably agree and know what I'm talking about. Uh, but if not, if you weren't uh, at, at either one or at Influencer Live, you can hear all the recorded episodes uh, that we recorded live. So mine should have been prior to this episode. If you didn't hear that yet, go back one episode and and check that out. Um, so that should have been Tuesday's episode. If everything works out, I'm recording all this stuff in wacky order time here, but that's my, that's my plan, my goal. Um, and same thing for kid contractor podcast with Caleb Allman and the green industry podcast with Paul Jamison. I'm sure they'll be uploading their episodes in the next week or two as well. I don't know exactly when, but I know they're probably not going to wait very long for that, but they'd have other, probably other episodes too um, in the queue. I know I saw them recording other podcasts throughout the week. So lots of exciting content there. So if you weren't able to be there live, you can listen to those recorded episodes and still hopefully get a good feeling. I listened to the raw file of the entire hour and a half event, all three episodes and everything. And it sounded good. You can hear the crowd in the background getting hyped up with different things. And the Q&A came through great. And, you know, all of our jokes and, and banter was it was a good time. So it's as good in my in my eyes and ears. It's as, as, in my mind. It's as good of a live uh, live episodes as they could be, uh, in, in my opinion. So but I want to thank you guys for coming out to all those events 
Uh, it, like I said, it was packed. It was double line, standing room only uh, Thursday morning at Influencer Live. And, you know, <laughs> Equip was like, of like you know, freaking out a little bit and rushing around trying to get more chairs ushered in so people didn't have to stand for an hour and a half. Um, you know, and just, just, just trying to get as many chairs down there as they could for people to sit down and, and, and be able to enjoy uh, the, the full experience um, of Influencer Live. So I just appreciate you guys coming out and supporting us. Hopefully we provided some value for you guys. Um, and by you coming out and supporting us means that we will be able to continue providing value because, you know, we will, I, I don't have any official updates, but I'm pretty confident we'll be continuing this uh, next year with, with another influencer live and, and so on. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for that, for showing up and, and, and really uh, supporting us, supporting you, right? That's kind of the whole, the whole goal there. I also want to say a big thank you to every single person that waited after Influencer Live. I'm like, I don't remember the last time I've had a line of people waiting to talk to me. It's, 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 it's super humbling, exciting, and overwhelming, and I want to talk to everybody, and it's, you know, I want to make sure everyone gets their, the, the time that they, that they deserve you know, for us to talk and have a good time. And it's just I, I, everyone was super grateful for me, but I'm super grateful for you because you guys don't realize how much you've helped me over the years as well. Like this, this, this is a two way street here. You know, the whole purpose of me starting to make content, you know, eight years ago when I stumbled upon Spencer lawn care and geek, the freak and Keith Kalfas and B and B lawn care and several others that have come and gone over, over, over the years. Uh, you know, I, 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 I fell in love with this, with that small community and wanted to be a part of that community and, and wanted to share my own content and I, I really enjoyed it once I started doing it. And just, I've just been kind of like um, chronologue, uh, documenting, that's the word. <laughs> I've been documenting my, my journey the entire time, my social media journey, you know, creating LCR media and all the events I've been doing and all the unique original content that I've been creating, whether it be Get to Know the Pro series on YouTube where I traveled all over the country and went to everyone's uh, shops and hung out for the day and, you know, and, and told their story and all kinds of stuff. And I even had people at um, the rally a couple nights back uh, on Thursday night. They uh, they were actually talking about the Get to Know the Pro series, and I was like, man, you know, like it's still, I, I I didn't don't you don't realize sometimes the ultimate impact of things for years to come. You know, sometimes you, you meet someone that you have haven't had a chance to meet yet, and they're talking about something from years ago and how it was they enjoyed it and it was um, you know motivational or whatever educational things like that. So. All of those things I've been documenting along the way over the last eight years and um, just trying to do whatever I can to participate in the community and help grow the community and as well as help grow myself personally and professionally, my businesses and all that. So um, I'm extremely grateful for everyone waiting to talk to me, to, to thank me and to talk to me and ask me questions and kind of continue some conversations maybe from the content that I've recently put out or, you know, that the live events and things like that. And so I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for your gratitude, because I know I was talking to Paul Jamison on the way home um, over the phone and because we both had really long, uh, I say really, but some people obviously had longer drives than us, but he was driving seven hours and change. I had nine hours, you know, of a drive. So we had plenty of time to talk on the phone and do other things. So I know we were talking and he was saying how he got so fired up, you know, because I was saying, man, there was so many, there's so much gratitude this year. There was just so many people that were so grateful for all of the content and all of the events that we put together 
to just help make the Equip Expo the best experience possible, as well as, I guess, all, you know, their business and everything in the in the past leading up to that, um, adding value to that and helping people, you know, oh, I, man, I didn't think about that. Oh, raise my prices. Here's a, you know, here's a, a easy way to do it and this and that and all the different stuff that everyone does um, over the years and currently and in the future to just help give back and help share content and, and just uh, just help help grow the community really, which then ultimately is growing the industry. And I talked about that briefly about talking about our market and creating our own market and things like that on the influencer live episode with Alex Kirby, um, from some of the Q and A's that got me all fired up. But I know Paul, you know, was fired up and so was I, you know, he said it like, you know, so sometimes when, you know, when we're creating content, like right now, I'm all by myself. And e even if we're interviewing somebody, it's typically like through Zoom or something or over the phone. Like we're not constantly like we don't have a ton of people in our local area that we can interview or we already have. So we don't want to just interview the same people over and over again. And, you know, we can't always just travel all over the country all the time to to interview people. So and there's only so many live events, you know, Quip Expos once a year. You got Brian's event, uh, Brian Fullerton's event, um, LEL. And, you know, sometimes there's other ones that have popped up over the years. Uh, I know Kohler's got an, their event coming up in February, I believe. And so, I mean, there's there's different events. I try to keep um, popping up some events here and there, just ways to keep bringing people together um, because I, I just love it. And uh, I, I see a lot of gratitude from folks that participate in that. So I want to keep that going so that you know, there's, there's, there's that same theme and vibe going and help keep growing the community. Um, but it, you know, so I say, you know, all that because it becomes kind of lonely sometimes, you know, we're just, we're literally just making this content and there's no real connection to people on the other end. Like, of course we can see that, that, that people are listening. We can see the download lit, you know, the number, the numbers of downloads and the numbers of views and people clicking likes and commenting on videos and Instagram posts and things like that. Of course there's that, but that's still not the same as when we go to a live event like Equip Expo just recently and see dozens, if not hundreds of people over the course of several days face to face. And we can put the face to the name. They can do the same thing with us. Some people are like, oh, I've heard, you know, I've heard your content and I've heard about you and, you know, or, but I've never, you know, I, I, I never really put the face to the name or whatever, or like, you know, there's been a couple of times where funny enough, and this is kind of uh, tongue in cheek to a previous conversation with Paul and I episode leading up to Equip Expo, where we were talking about our plans and promoting all the different things, the events that we were doing. But there was a segment there. If you know, you know, um, if not, you can go check, go back to that a few episodes ago and check that out. But, you know, there's, there, there, there's a lot of wives that came up that were, you know, came up with their, with their husbands and they were like, Oh, it's good. To, they were like, it's good to put a face to the, to the voice, you know, or a face to the name because, you know, my husband would just be laying in bed next to me, you know, listening to, to you, uh, you listen to a, watching a YouTube video or, or, or listening to you, you know, your podcast, you know, like driving here or something like that. And I, I hear your voice and hear you talking, but now it's good to see, see, see put a face to the voice or a face to the name type deal. So, um, you know, that's, so that's, that's, that doing all of that helps to my, my point helps light kind of renew the energy of creating more content. So I know Paul and I were talking about, and I'm sure this is a common theme for all the other content creators, but I don't want to speak for them, but I'm sure it's a common thing that, you know, we, we get fired up after this and we just, we can't wait to keep creating fresh new content. So 
I'm a little all over the place with this because I'm just super pumped. I'm also a little exhausted from the week and it was, it was a great time, but I just really wanted to start off by make sure that I'm stressing how thankful I am and how grateful I am for these opportunities uh, with Equip Expo and with, you know, uh, all the brands that participate in the rally and all the different things that I've been a part of and created and um, just just having a good time with all of you guys uh, and meeting you all in person, sometimes for the fifth or sixth time, sometimes for the first time. I always meet people for the first time every year, so it's super exciting and I'm so glad that you guys were able to to stumble upon this community, you know, so that you didn't miss out on these kind of things and, and, and I'm, I'm so happy that you are getting some kind of value out of it because it can definitely feel like a lonely, you know, speaking about being lonely, just being an entrepreneur, whether you have a supportive spouse or not, it's not the same unless it's like Caleb and Brittany Allman, where they're both literally out there digging holes in the dirt together, or they're both in the back office working on stuff, working on the business together. Um, you know, unless there's that, you're still you're still pretty much alone. You know, you're out there doing all the work by yourself or with employees. And, you know, unless you have other entrepreneur friends locally or that you are able to stay in contact through social media, it can really feel like a lonely place. Entrepreneurship is a very lonely. You feel like you're on a on an island isolated all by yourself a lot of times. So that's why these live events, I, I feel, are super um, energizing and um necessary and why are so many people go because you, you just get pumped, you get motivated, you know, you just want to feel, uh, you, you just want to connect with like-minded people. And then there's a certain energy that comes from that, that is just un unexplainable. You just have to experience it. And those of you obviously that are listening probably know, unless you haven't been able to go to any live events yet, but hopefully this will motivate you to try and do something and, and go to something like, you know, LAL coming up soon. You can just go on Brian Fullerton's, um, content anywhere and every, everywhere. Um, you know, um, you know, the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast or Brian's Law Maintenance on YouTube, Instagram, and all that. And you can check out all the details for his event, LAL. And that's coming up in, in a few weeks. Um, so that's another opportunity there to get some education and also network and meet some folks and have a little snippet, you know, one or two day snippet of what I'm talking about that just happened at Equip Expo and any other live event if you haven't been to any yet. So I recommend that strongly. Hey friends, Mr. Producer here, and I've been listening to Naylor emphasize route density on his podcast for over a year now, and I've encouraged him to take all this material and create a masterclass to put all of his knowledge in one place and share it with you. This is going to be a live three-week course. Nothing's pre-recorded. You'll have access to group live streams and one-on-ones with Naylor. Every session ends with action steps that you can implement right away in your business. Plus, you'll get a copy of the session recordings emailed to you. Hey, if you want to learn how to make $1,000 all the way up to $3,000 a day in lawn maintenance through route density, then you need to click the link in the episode description. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. 
So that was one of my two biggest takeaways was the amount of gratitude for everything that everyone has done in the community with all the sharing, content creating, events that are being put on and all that. Tons of gratitude, not not just anything that I do, but everyone and, and that, that that is in the community and any any shape or form. Um, you know, so many people help out in so many ways, whether it's just posting something in the road to equip Facebook group, which I haven't even been able to get caught up on all that stuff yet. I've gotten so many, I've gotten more notifications, more tags, more, um, thank yous and, 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 and pictures and handshakes this year, literally than ever before. I, I don't think even like in the very beginning, the first couple of years, it was even to this extent. So again, it's clearly we're all doing something well, we're all f- getting everyone fired up. We're all sharing. We're all growing. I know we kind of all came from some tough times. You know, the whole world did. So we're all kind of rebounding from that with the pandemic and everything. So that that might have contributed to bringing us a little bit closer and having more gratitude. But man, I just can't say it enough. Like if you know, you know. If you were there, you 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 get what I'm saying. But it's it's just. Record attendance also, by the way, for those of you that don't know, the Equip Expo, like I don't have any final numbers. I don't work for them or anything like that. But I've talked to Equip Expo folks several times over the course of the week and record record numbers. They broke, shattered all the records. Most amount of people that have ever been to Equip Expo or when it was the GIE over the last 20-something years, or I think 30-something years now that's actually been been a thing. But I know it's evolved a little bit over, over time. But record-breaking attendance. So that's exciting. That means the the expo is still growing and they, they don't, they don't plan on looking back. And that's, that's why part of the reason why they changed the name to equip expo, they kind of wanted to rebrand, restructure a little bit. Some of the management changed OPEI is in full control now, and they're able to do everything that they want to do, which sometimes their hands were tied in the past with some of the things that they want to do, like create content, uh, create events with content creators, AKA influencers, you know, so that we can have you guys come and, and, and just give, give you the value that we know we want that hopefully you want and that maybe you've even asked for versus some of the maybe previous things in the past that didn't weren't as successful, you know, at the show and things like that. So the show's goal is to keep everything that works so that you know and love and remember from the show from the expo and, and, and just keep adding new things. What else can we do? Like when they put up a tree in freedom hall to have tree climbing training and all that, you know, a couple of years back and, you know, adopting dogs, you know, with madness and all that. And just increasing the space inside and outside for more demo, you know, the UTV or whatever uh, track that you can drive around all kinds of, you know, side by sides and things like that. And, um, all kinds of things that they just keep trying to add in and things like influencer live and energize, you know, like those things were not even capable of happening uh, just a few years ago until OPEI was able to take over. So that's all part of that ultimate solution for growth. It's the sixth largest trade show in the country. It's the number one trade show. I'm sure no, no surprise there in our industry. Um, it's the largest and the most attended in our industry. And it's the sixth largest physically and attended in our country out of all trade shows, all shapes and forms, car shows, all that stuff. It's the sixth largest. So that's kind of mind boggling and crazy and exciting all at the same time. Uh, also, I heard another fact, those of you that are all about fun facts and, and numbers and things, I heard t- also that um, 
the amount of acres that we increased out or that the Equip Expo increased outside uh, for the demo area made them the second largest outdoor uh, expo, you know, demo area in, in, in the country. So, so the entire show is the sixth largest. Um, it, it might have, it might change now after this year, but it, you know, up leading up to this year, it's the, it was the sixth largest. And then with the increased space outside, it was the second largest outdoor acreage um, space in, in the country. So I just say all that to say, wow, you know, Equip Expo is, is amazing. It's growing. It's having a good time. I know there's been some ups and downs. I know there's been some changes that folks aren't really 100% on board or 0% on board, like, you know, some of the liability things that they've been re- revisiting and the, the new age restrictions. I mean, I'm just going to be honest and call it out. I'm not hiding away from these conversations. You know, they're not my decisions anyway, and I can just give my input. But like I've said to a lot of folks, you know, I think that they improved the communication from last year to this year so that it made people well aware of the the new age restrictions and what it is, 12 years or older to attend, 16 or older to be um, in the demo or to uh, to, to demo equipment outside with a, with a driver's license. So they were very clear and everyone knew up front versus all the confusion and, and miscommunication last year and people brought their family, their kids, and they couldn't do a lot of things that they were planning on doing and it was just kind of a surprise. Um, this year leading up to it, everyone knew. So a lot of people didn't come. So that's unfortunate that I wasn't able to see a lot of familiar faces, a lot of friends and peers and mentors in the industry that chose to stay home with their family. And I totally get it. I, I totally get it. If you're going to make the trek out here, one, maybe you don't have anyone that you want to be babysitting your kids. They're not old enough to stay home and so on. I mean, clearly if they were old enough to stay home, they could be old enough to come. They'd be over 12, right? So you know, you don't you don't have anyone to leave your under twelve year old uh, home while you come to the expo, and or maybe you just don't even want to. You know, you just want to bring your whole family and make it like a little mini vacation and do all the stuff around Louisville and all that while you're down here. In addition to the expo, and I get that. Um, I totally get that. If it doesn't, if it didn't seem worthwhile, you know, it, it didn't seem worthwhile. And I know a lot of folks didn't come because of that, and that also affected. You know, side note, it affected the attendance for the rally. Because I noticed that there was a little bit less, you know, we only had, so the last two years, last year and 2019, prior to COVID, we had over 600 people show up. This year, we barely had 500 people show up. So there's definitely a drop off there. It still seemed packed, still had a lot of people, still was a phenomenal time. You know, it's not like two, only two people showed up, but my thing is, you know, when, when, when you're running expos and, and putting together different events and, and, you know, meetups, after parties, all this stuff those things you're conscious of, right? You know, I'm always looking at the numbers and want to know like how much, what do I need to improve or upgrade for next year? Do I need, you know, is it, you know, every year typically it would, it was increasing, you know, the amount of people coming. So what what am I, you know, I've always had to think of this stuff to potentially change the venue or find a way to increase capacity in the current venue, all these things, you know, get, get an additional sponsor to cover the added new expenses of a bigger venue, more food, all that kind of stuff. Um, that, that's unfortunately a takeaway from, from the rally, just diverging into that there, going sideways into that real quick, that everyone, I heard lots of great feedback. So yes, we had a little bit less people, probably no one even noticed. Everyone probably thought we had the same amount of people as last year, if not more. I mean, everyone's just having a good time talking to everybody and, and, and it's all good. Um, but me behind the scenes running all this and the brands that are sponsoring it and obviously the venue themselves, they're always curious how many people 
how many people do you think are going to come? Well, I don't know, because as we know, I've said a gazillion times, you know, please register for this free event so that I know how many people are hopefully coming so I can answer those questions. But of course, I know everyone's busy and they forget. And, you know, I do want to say thank you for all the last minute folks that did register over the course of the last week to get it up to, I think we were up to 400 and something registrations. So I kind of feel like, hold on, let me pause this and double check. Yeah, wow, we actually had 494 people um, register for this, but we didn't click 494 people in. Um, you know, PayJack was handing out raffle tickets, so there wasn't 494 raffle tickets. I think it was like right around 450 raffle tickets that we gave out. And the same thing with the clicker. You know, the uh, the venue, Copper and Kings, has like a, a tally um whatever, you know, so that you can like an electronic one. So you click it for every person. So you know exactly how many people are there. They use that in the second and third floor because each one of those floors had a different capacity level. So of course, when we have an event with, you know, 600 people potentially coming, they can't have 600 people on one in one space on one floor. You know, the upper floor was like a hundred people and the second floor was like 200 people. And then outside was, I don't remember, but a lot. You could probably, I think it's like 400 people or some of the capacity down there. So altogether, we still have plenty of capacity for our event and still room to grow as long as everyone's not in one section. Um, but yeah, so more people registered than showed up technically is what it looks like. Um, but it's still, it, 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 my point is it's still pretty accurate. You know, it's not like 494 people registered and 600 people showed up. Um, last year, 600 people registered and 600 plus, a little over 600 people showed up. So I just say all that to say, I guess a little tongue in cheek maybe, but you know, the, the, the numbers, you know, I notice those things. I pay attention to those things. Those things matter from a planning, uh, planning standpoint and the, the brands want to know and the venue needs to know and all that kind of stuff. But so there was a little drop off there. So I didn't see a single child at the rally last night versus in years prior. There's always families there, kids there, and everyone has a good time. So that was uh, obviously a part of that drop off. And then, of course, the Equip had to schedule Trace Atkins on, you know, the best night, right? Of course, you know, peak night, Thursday night. Let's have, you know, a big country superstar, country music superstar um, downtown on 4th Street Live. Totally cool. Totally awesome. But I'm pretty sure I know for a fact some people told like John Pajak and some other folks that, you know, they weren't going to be able to come to the rally because they just wanted to make sure they got a good spot early down on 4th Street so that they can watch Trace Atkins. So I totally get that. And then people were peeling out early, which which is why it's six to nine, right? So that people can come in early, you know, have fun, you know, grab some food, a drink maybe, and just have a good time, network, maybe meet some folks that they hadn't had a chance to meet at the expo because there's so many more people there and it's so much more area to cover. Here, at least it's more condensed, so there's only so many places you can go. So you're you're more likely to bump into anyone that you want to bump into if you walk around the entire venue upstairs and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the whole point of, of, of the rally to just really get together and be able to hang out with folks and talk to folks that maybe you've been looking forward to during your trip, you know, but, and if you're done with that, then you can leave, you know, seven, seven thirty. you know, the raffle is always around seven thirty, And, you know, if you want to leave after that, go right ahead. You don't have to stay till nine, but in this case, a lot of people left um, right after the raffle because they wanted to hurry up and get downtown for Trace Atkins. So again, I say that to say that that possibly, or I know that contributed to a little bit of less attendance too. But with all that being said, there was still a ton more people apparently at the expo as a whole. So as long as everyone had a good time, that's all I care about. I, I could really care less about the number of people that show up to the rally other than from a planning and logistical standpoint, I kind of need to know or 
you know, have some sort of trend to estimate or guesstimate on, you know, for future planning purposes. But at the end of the day, if a hundred people come and they're super excited and that, and no one feels like they were left out or left behind, you know, if a hundred people show up and we had capacity for 600 people and everyone's happy and the other 500 people just didn't even come to the expo or that, you know, they didn't care about coming to the rally or whatever, then I'm totally fine with that. The whole reason why I started finding other venues and kind of taking this rally to a whole nother level is because so many people came to Pleasure Ridge Pizza back in the day, the early, um, or the early venue, the early location right down the street from the expo. So many people came a couple of years in back in 2016. So that was six years ago or whatever my math is there, four, five, six, yeah, six years ago. Um, so many people came that they, uh, that the, some people just kept driving by, like there was nowhere to park. And some people just got a little intimidated by so many people kind of being shoulder to shoulder. And it was their first time. And I know some brands wanted to stop by and say, Hey, even though it wasn't even like an official thing, like it is now, they just were, they just heard about it. And they wanted to come stop by and they just kept on driving. Cause it was so overwhelming seeing people inside, outside, all in the park parking lot, all down the sidewalk, just people spilled over everywhere because like a hundred something people at this one tiny little pizza restaurant. So that's why I was like, man, like I felt bad. People were messaging me like, Hey, I, I'll catch it. Cause I would say to people, Hey, you coming to the route to the rally tonight? And they're like, what's that? Of course, you know, there's always somebody, but back then it was still so new that really no one knew. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, we get together down to pizza place down the road. We'll see you there. All right, cool. You know, we can talk there then. Cause like you're always busy at the expo. It's hard to stop and talk to too many people for too long. So the rally is another opportunity where it's just kind of chill and you can do that. That's That was always the whole point, to kind of recap the first main day of the expo and just meet, hang out, have a good time and have conversation and not feel rushed to look at equipment or demo stuff before they close down and, and things like that. And then I got messages from people saying, hey, sorry, we'll have to, maybe I'll catch you tomorrow at the show. Sorry, you know, we, we, we tried to come, but there was nowhere to park or it was just too crazy or whatever and so on and so forth. And I just felt bad. So that was ultimately why I started making this bigger and better as much as I could because I didn't want to leave anyone behind. So I, I'm sure I've told parts of that story before on many episodes, but I just, you know, now that we're all focusing on everything Equip Expo, just wanted to give that quick backstory there too. So that's why I say if only a hundred people show up, but we have room for 600 people and everyone's happy. And the other 500 people that didn't come are happy or they specifically didn't come just because that just wasn't their thing. They didn't care to come or whatever. Then I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm, I'm good. The, 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 um, the goal was achieved, right? I just wanted to make sure that we had a big enough space for everyone that wants to come and enjoy themselves and have a good time. That's all. That's where it all came from. And then, of course, there's expenses and all of that. So I just wanted to get some brands involved that are good brands that really support the community that so many of us use every day in our business. And I thought it was a win-win all the way around. They get to hang out and network and chat with you guys, give away some free swag. In some cases, they have specific swag made up just for the rally. How awesome is that? So you're walking around on Friday with swag that nobody else has except for the people that showed up for the rally. That's pretty dope. Like the Toro hats that they made specifically for the rally. I know Skag's done that in the past. Um, and they, they made specific shirts for this year for, for the rally and things like that. Like that's, that's epic. That's awesome. And, you know, they have special giveaways uh, for the rally, sometimes more than others, you know, some years more than others. There's, there's no obligation. That's just a, an additional voluntary thing. I mean, they're already paying uh, for the venue, you know, the food and the, and all that stuff and, and the event shirts that you guys get. 
um, which that's specific to every rally as well that I hand out and all that. So anyway, ultimately, uh, I, I notice those kind of things. I pay attention to those numbers, but it ultimately doesn't really matter as long as everybody was able to come. You know, I have room, had room for everyone that wanted to come and everyone had a good time. And that, that's all that mattered at the end of the day. I will say that we ran out of food a lot faster than I thought. I don't know what's up with that, but I have kind of touched on this, I think maybe with Paul or something on an episode previously before the equip, just saying that, you know, the venue stepped up their game with taking everything on, like so many logistical things in the background that you guys probably don't care about, but there are so many different things that I had to, uh, so many different points of contact to pull all this together. And it kind of really spread me thin last year. And I ended up being late to the, to my own party, you know, whatever, being late to, to the rally. And everybody was joking on me all the way till this year. And I was like an hour and a half early this year. So I, I'm guessing there ain't no more jokes. Um, but I was the first one there. So, um, I, I really just wanted to get that first spot so I could just park my truck there. I didn't want to have to navigate my massive truck anywhere else <laughs> downtown or in a parking lot. I just wanted to park there and be done with it and be out the way because I wasn't planning on going anywhere. So, And I also just wanted to make sure I had enough time to get ready and set up. So, But last year, it was, it was a lot more going on and so many different things I had to deal with and coordinate just for this one rally uh, meetup. But this year... The event expo, the venue, Copper and Kings, was taking everything in house. They were taking over the the catering and having their chef and their restaurant staff take care of the catering. You know, we picked the menu and all that kind of stuff way in advance, obviously, and they just made all the stuff. So instead of having an outside caterer come in, they catered it themselves right there in house. Um, same thing with uh, you know they they had their cash bars because they're already you know distillery and all that. Um, they took care of security. In the past, I had to kind of do some of that and different, you know, super high level behind the scenes stuff, but, you know, that you don't probably care about, but they took care of all that this year as well. So it's just one point person that, that, that I, that I had to um, talk with. It was very easy to be able to just email one person, have conference calls with one person, walk the venue with one person and she killed it. She really did a phenomenal job. Her name's Haley. So thank you, Haley. Great job. Um, if I had, said that prior, maybe, you know, in a different episode, you know, you guys could have been like, thank you, Haley. And she would have been like, what in the world? How does everybody know my name? But that would have been fun. But I know some folks thanked her and I'm always thanking everybody and the security and everything that night, just, just showing our appreciation for, for, for them putting on a good, and the whole staff of Copper and Kings for, for doing such a great job, but they did run out of food. So I talked to Haley. I'm like, what's going on with that? Why we ran out of food? I had food for 500 people, you know, cause I have no idea how many people are going to show up, right? Only 400 or only, yeah, only 494 people registered. And, you know, I didn't know that number months ago because only like 200 people registered like months ago when I had to come up with this, you know, come up with the whole menu, like finalize the menu and come up with these numbers so they could start, you know, preparing for all that. This, this is not last minute stuff that these big venues and caterers do. They got to plan this stuff way in advance. So that's why I kept harping on registering. The earlier you register for this, the easier it is for me to put it together for you guys and have more food. So to be perfectly honest, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, almost some people's faults. Like if, if you guys waited so long to register and I'm just guessing I'm doing the best I can here. So if I ordered too much food and not enough people showed up and ate it, then I would have had to pay or not me specifically, but the, 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 the event expenses would have been even more, um, than what they needed to be. 
uh, for the, which ultimately doesn't matter, right? You know, the sponsors are paying for it, all that kind of stuff. But it's a little unprofessional to go back after the fact and ask for more money or whatever nonsense. And basically, that would have just come out of, come out of my pocket, honestly, because I just would, wouldn't have wanted to go down that path and be like, hey, Echo, um, send you an invoice for an extra thousand bucks, you know, because we, we, uh, we had all this food left over, you know, because I had no idea how many people were going to show up. And I just guessed and I guessed wrong because everyone waited the last minute to register. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, my whole point is I'm, I, I, I try to do the best I can to put all this together. So I apologize that we ran out of food. We, I, I picked 500, you know, food for 500 people. Haley said people were grabbing two, three, four plates at a time loaded with meatballs and chicken and sandwiches instead of like grabbing like a nice amount, you know, grabbing like one plate, going down, sitting down, eating, letting someone else get stuff and then going back up for seconds after everybody got first. But people were like, "Ah, I'm just going to grab enough the first time. And then she saw a lot of people not able to finish some of those plates and just throw them in the garbage. So she was seeing plates of meatballs being thrown away. Could have been because they didn't like it. I don't know. But I've heard the people that were able to eat said the food was good, Um, especially the meatballs. Actually, I heard some people say, yeah, I wasn't that really down with the fancy sandwich, but the meatballs are great. You know, I didn't get too much. I didn't get any chicken because that was gone, you know, like whatever. So the point is, man, people really she visually saw a lot of people. She even got small plates to try and deter people from putting too much on a plate. But instead, people just took two or three plates and just filled it up. And, and, and I get it. You were hungry. I totally get it. The solution is just to get more food, not anything else. You know, I'm not trying to tell you guys or ask anyone to stop eating or, you know, not have a good time. I'm just trying to tell you what happened. That's all. We didn't order enough food. So problem solved. We'll just order more food. If we're, if it's, if we end up with any leftover, which I'm guessing will never happen based after, you know, this year and, and the years prior, we never have any leftover food. Um, I just don't want it to, I don't want it to run out as fast as it did in, um, this year. I don't want that to happen ever again. It felt really bad. I was able to grab one meatball before they moved, moved the third floor down to the second floor. And then that was gone in two seconds. Um, so I was at least able to try a meatball and I thought it was pretty decent too. So new catering, I wasn't sure how it was going to taste and all that, um, and how it was going to go. So I think it all went well, just, we didn't order enough food because I just didn't know. So in the future, We'll just beef up the expenses, order more food, you know, ask the Spencer, uh, the, the sponsors to <laughs> the Spencers. Imagine that was a, a Freudian slip there. <laughs> ask the Spencers to just, you know, pay us more money. Like, yeah, come on. Woo. Food on the Spencers. Yeah. No, they're gracious enough as it is. You know, they, they bought a whole bunch of Cujo shoes on, uh, to unsuspecting folks, attendees that were just trying on shoes and they go to buy a pair of Cujo's and they're like, oh no, it's on Spencer's lawn care. And they're like, what? So they they do more than enough awesome stuff for the community. (laughs) That was like a total slip there. (laughs) The sponsors, (laughs) we'll just ask for more money from the sponsors to be able to to just get more food and all that kind of stuff. So that's the solution there. But so all the way around, I think everyone had a great time. I heard nothing but good stuff, good feedback from folks um, for the rally and the expo in itself. Like I said, it was nothing but gratitude. It made me so happy. I know it made the Equip Expo so happy, and I'm just truly grateful for that. Um, and the other takeaway, personally, that I got is I just need to I, I need to keep going, keep going hard harder with LCR media. I need to keep pushing the, pushing the envelope, see what else we can do, see what else I can partner with the expo with, um, see what else I can maybe do with the rally and anything else. Just keep, just keep pushing the needle forward with LCR media. I've had a lot of conversations with, with some folks that have touched 
millions of dollars in their businesses um, in the past and or currently. And they had a lot of wise words for me, a lot of good conversations, a lot of challenges, you know, like by this time next year, I expect blank, blank, blank and blank. So a lot of accountability there. So I try to surround myself with the, with the wisest people possible. You know, the Jonathan Batoshniks, the long care millionaire folks, you know, the Marvin Salcedos of, of, of the industry and the community. Like those are, those are like my friends. Those are like my, my mentor peer and mentor circle, you know, like those are the, the folks that are trying to make me as the better, make me the best that I can be and, and, and help me, um, be motivated and get the self-confidence to keep pushing forward with LCR media and all the, all the exciting things that I enjoy doing with the community and content creation and so on. So that's my other big takeaway. Not, not, no need for me to go in any more details with that. I just wanted to give my, my two main takeaways and it's really all about gratitude. I'm grateful to Equip Expo for putting on a great show again and, and being, great partners with everything that we've done and influencer live and energize and everything. Great job. Phenomenal. I had a good time. I was able to get some more podcasts in. So look forward to that in the future. Thank you to the Toro company, of course, not only for sponsoring the LCR media podcast, but all of the great uh, events and meet and greets that we had in their booth and how they just really take care of us and take care of the end users and take care of everyone that came into their booth. It was super hectic at times. So they all did the best they could. Um, to, to, to cater to everybody, but they have great products, great booth inside, outside. Awesome. Great job, Toro. Uh, love it. Uh, can't wait for, for, for future endeavors and partnerships and things like that. Um, as well as talking to you guys on the next IBG episode. (laughs) Um, so thank you guys for listening. That's, that's all I have. Um, a little bit shorter than a typical IBG episode, but I just wanted to you know, go. I went down some rabbit holes there and, and got, got it all out of my system. That's my recap of the show, of the expo. Um, a lot, lot of new folks that I met, a lot of first-timers there um, that were blown away. So I hope you guys all had a good time and enjoyed yourselves. And, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next year and in between now and then anywhere else, whether it be LEL or, or any other events that come up or just seeing you guys on social media. Uh, if you keep listening, you know, future episodes that maybe you're listening to on the LCR Media Podcast and so on. So thank you guys as always for listening. And like I said, thank you to the Toro Company for so much, as well as uh, sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast and their support with that. Um, thank you to everyone that helped me with all of the events. So many volunteers, so many folks like, what can I do? What can I help? What can I set up? What can I organize at the rally? And then everyone that, um, that participated in influencer live, you know, you had uh, Alex Kirby with trifecta landscaping, um, Andy Mulder with Mulder, Mulder outdoors, uh, Mitchell lawn care, Mitchell Gordy with Mitchell's lawn care, which that's actually changing to Mythgo. If you don't know what that, what, what's going on, Stay tuned for the Green Industry Podcast, the episode of Influencer Live, where Paul interviewed Mitchell and went through that whole story. I'm sure that'll be coming up in the next week or two. Um, So thank you to all those guests. And of course, thank you to Paul Jamison. And thank you to Caleb Allman. Thank you to John Pajak for being my point person out in the crowd, queuing up all the Q&As, as well as helping me with the rally and just being a great friend and keeping me company and rooming with me for the last couple of years and helping me brainstorm and strategize and at sometimes helping keeping me calm and sane during some of the the craziness that goes on behind the scenes so thank you to everybody i'm full of gratitude tons of people at the expo are full of gratitude this episode is all about gratitude thank you guys uh this is the lawn care rookie signing off
This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.